Welcome everybody to the next episode of the LCIXOR podcast. I'm delighted to be joined on this episode by Jake Rubin. He's the founder and CEO of one of the most exciting companies in the robotics slash virtual world. How are you keeping, Jake? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking your time out to talk to us. Uh, I, I'm all over your company. I'm loving everything you guys are doing. Do you want to maybe give everybody a little overview of uh, how you got into the haptics industry and uh, where you guys are positioning yourselves? Sure. So, you know, haptics, what's really unique about us is um, we provide the most realistic haptics of anybody out there. Uh, most companies in the haptic space are um, doing what we call symbolic haptics. So um, you touch something, you feel uh, a buzz or a vibration, kind of like a cell phone or like a game controller, or, you know, in more sophisticated cases, you may feel a little bit of a tugging on your finger, but it's not something that you're going to mistake for um, a realistic sensation of touch. So we have a fundamentally different approach to haptics based on microfluidics. We've created a microfluidics smart textile. So it's basically a, a fabric-like material with many tiny embedded air channels and micro pneumatic actuators. And that allows us for, for the first time um, in, in haptics history to uh, provide very high fidelity, um, realistic, we call true contact touch sensation uh, in a wearable format. So, our primary product right now is our Haptex Gloves DK2, and that includes 133 points of that true contact tactile feedback from our skin. It includes up to 40 pounds of uh, force feedback on your fingers that restricts the movement of your hands so that it can't go through virtual objects when they're supposed to be rigid. And that's the, uh, the strongest force feedback in the industry. And we also have the most accurate motion tracking. So we have a uh, specialized electromagnetic tracking solution that we've developed that provides sub-millimeter accuracy in tracking um, all 30 degrees of freedom of your hand. Okay, amazing. So precision of touch and the latency issues are something that you guys are way ahead of everybody on. Um, can I kind of get into the telerobotic system that I was reading about that you guys have uh, recently announced? It's pretty sure. incredible yeah. technology. Can you maybe give everybody an overview of how the underlying tech of that is and maybe some real world procedures that it's going to be uh, activated in? Sure. So um, that's a partnership between uh, us, um, Shadow Robotics, in, uh, in the UK, um, they create the uh, the highly dexterous robotic hand. It's the, the world's most advanced robotic hand. Um, and then uh, Tangible, which is another US-based company that creates the uh, the sensors that we use on the robotic hand that allow us to relay that tactile and uh, enforce information to our gloves. So when you put that all together with a pair of robotic arms and uh, some optional accessories like a, um, a stereoscopic video camera, um, spatial audio and uh, and mo various mobility solutions. You get a very comprehensive solution for telepresence at a level that um, you know has never been seen before. So not only can you see what your uh, your hands are doing, for example, as um, as the robot avatar, but you can actually feel it as well, which is so critical for any sort of dexterous interaction. Um, unfortunately, I can't talk. Uh, too much about what our our real customers are doing with the system, um, but I can tell you that um, you know it's being uh, it's being used for all kinds of exciting applications across medicine, across industry, um, government, uh, energy, and oil and gas. I mean, you name it. We've got people looking at using the system for all kinds of amazing things. Amazing. I generally find when people can't talk about stuff with this NDAs that is really exciting going on in the background. So uh, yeah, I'll let let the, the viewers think about that. So uh, would I be right in saying that that specific technology would be good in, uh, uh, let's say, surgeon procedures for a medical patient halfway across the world where the surgeon can't get there in time? That is definitely an application that we're looking at. Okay, amazing. And can you tell me out of the three industries, well, I put gaming up there, military medicine, manufacturing, and gaming, where do you see haptics technology having the biggest impact? 
So in the short term, you know, we're, we're very much an enterprise focused company. Um, we're, we're at the high end of the market. Um, we give you know, by far the highest fidelity, most realistic feedback. Of course, that comes with the price. You know, we, we have very complex technology. Um, we're still working to bring those costs down to the level where that would be accessible to the consumer in, in applications like gaming. Um, and that, that's that, you know, that, that process is taking a few years. In the meantime, we're very focused on the enterprise sector. Um, we work with companies in really three primary application areas, uh, design, um, training and teleoperation. So in the design space, we work with many of the world's leading uh, automakers, uh, companies like Nissan, for example, um, is one I can talk about since we've done a public announcement. Um, we work with uh, many of the world's top aerospace companies to help them design um, their vehicles more effectively. And there we're, we're really replacing uh, the need for um, very expensive and time-consuming physical prototypes to do things like a user experience design studies and really making that whole process much cheaper, much faster, more efficient. Um, on the training side, which is probably our biggest market, um, we're working with everybody from um, the U.S. government um, to major Fortune 500 co corporations, um, uh, medical applications as well. We uh, we have a great partnership with uh, with Mayo Clinic, for example, um, and you know we've seen just some great initial results in um, in training. Um, you know, really anything where you need to build motor skills. Our customers tell us that VR, traditional VR, um, or, or lower end type devices can be great for learning about something, but they're not so good for learning to do something. Um, if you're gonna learn to perform a task that involves motor skills and, uh, and dexterous manipulation of objects, you know, so much of that process is just practicing over and over and over again and building that muscle memory. And to do that, you, you, know, you don't have to have perfect haptic feedback, but there's a pretty high bar um, of getting a level of realism uh, that allows your brain to create those same neural pathways that then will transfer into the real world. And if you're not, if you don't hit that bar of accuracy, you actually can see um, something that's worse than useless, what we call negative training. Um, and in that case, you're basically learning incorrect motor skills because your brain is adapting to something that is too far away from physical reality and physical touch. And then you actually have to unlearn those incorrect motor patterns before you can learn to do the task in real life. So you know, a lot of these are, are literally life and death applications like military, uh, like medical applications. And we're proud to be training <clears throat> people who uh, you know, really are doing some of the most critical jobs in, in the world. Um, and then lastly, on the teleoperation side, we touched on that briefly. That's all about using our, um, our telerobot to do uh, remote manipulation for, you know, again, all kinds of applications, uh, really anywhere where you can benefit from um, not having the, uh, the human be directly engaged. It could be dangerous environments like a nuclear reactor, um, inaccessible environments like undersea, um, you know, a war zone, for example. Um, it could be, you know, environments where you need to uh, get specialist skills somewhere in the world very quickly. Um, uh, and that you know, could be something like medicine, for example, that you mentioned. So we have a lot of different application areas we're looking at there. Okay, amazing. And I saw you guys were successful with your latest uh, fundraising uh, round. Um, can you tell anybody about the new round of gloves that you're going to be working on that you're looking to bring to market? Yeah, so I can't speak too much about future product line um, and uh, and product announcements, but I, I can hint that we'll have some very exciting news coming quite soon. So we're putting that funding to good work, uh, developing our next generation products. Uh, what I can say is, you know, what I've said before is about uh, our general approach and our, our R&D roadmap. We're really kind of doing two things simultaneously. Um, on one hand, we're very aggressively developing toward um, our, our vision, our founding vision since day one has been full body, full immersion. You know, gloves are, are, are great. They're the most important component. Your hand's the most, you know, dexterous and, and sensitive part of your body, but they're not enough. Um, we, you know, we and our customers are, are you know, really want to see that go 
uh, to a full body, fully immersive experience. And we're working very hard. We've been working for almost a decade now um, to make that happen. I, I wish I could show you some of the amazing prototypes we have in our lab that we'll hopefully be bringing to market in the not so distant future. On the other hand, um, of course, we're working to take our existing products like our gloves um, and uh, you know aggressively reduce costs and increase volumes so we can bring those to new markets like, for example, consumer and gaming. And you know we think that will happen initially and again, the not so distant future through uh, the the location-based entertainment market. You're not going to be able to buy these and have them, you know, in home with your Oculus Quest uh, anytime in the near future. But um, you know, I do believe that we'll see consumers have access to this technology in the not so distant future through location-based settings like uh, VR arcades, theme parks, um, malls, that sort of thing, which we already see starting to prol proliferate. Um, and then, you know, we do ultimately believe that this can be brought down to a uh, consumer-friendly price point and, and form factor. It's just going to take some time. As with all advanced technologies, you know, it tends to start at the very high end of the market and then trickle down um, as, you know, our, our early customers help us to refine the technology and as we uh, increase volume and reduce costs. Yeah, well, we're nearly out of time. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, Haptics is definitely one of my favorite companies on the planet at the moment. I think everybody should keep an eye on them. They're going to be doing amazing things, I've no doubt, over the next coming decades. So I hope we get to talk again in the future and we can get to talk about a few more new releases that you guys have brought to market. So best of luck with everything for the team and thanks very much for coming on. Thanks so much. Cheers. Until next time, guys.